3: So, I've been hunting, since sports betting is legal now, I've been hunting uh, the betting websites and trying to find out who to pitch for advertising since, you know, right now if the, the, the getting's good. Did you say there were FanDuel slots on our website? I mean, FanDuel spots? I don't remember. Or DraftKings. Wasn't there one that you said that was...
4: On I... Podcorn? I don't remember what I said. Was no, no, me? no.
3: I, I mean, playing on our podcast.
4: Oh yeah, one of them is maybe one, DraftKings. Yeah, I don't you remember. guys let
3: us know what you're hearing. Well, you guys wouldn't have have to sit through the spot, so you you well anybody else, let us know what you're hearing mostly, if you if you want to, don't worry about it. But uh, but anyway, I'm going to try to pitch these folks uh, because right now they're spending a little money because Massachusetts, yada yada, and they've both got they've both got like the the leadership of these places. Is very interesting. Who we are. uh, And this is DraftKings.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Graham Walters is the chief people officer. And FanDuel also has a chief people officer. Okay. Which is just interesting to me. And the chief people officer, both chief people officers talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. They're really into it. They really make that known, including FanDuel. uh, FanDuel's, Chief People Officer is Trisha Alcamo. Okay. Trisha leads the company's human resources organization, inclusive of culture development, talent acquisition, diversity, equity, and inclusion, organizational effectiveness, yada yada yada. And and so does the other one. And it just tells you that this this wokeness is embedded in these huge yeah, in it's exploding everywhere. uh businesses. Yeah, it is everywhere. Any
4: big corporation is essentially like a wokeness machine now, too.
3: And why is that? Is that to give... Well, I assume, actually, with, the, with these... I assume because these people have to get through uh, state legislatures and state regulators that... That they're being, especially in blue states, they're they're demanding that there be. Oh
4: yeah, I mean, so it's especially going to be in an industry like gambling where they do need to be on the good side of regulators. They want to prove that they're like good guys. That's why like BlackRock is doing it too and everything. But also, all the people that populate the top echelons of these companies now have been to woke colleges or whatever. Like these are the elites, and that's the mores of the elites now is this wokeness stuff this is the the outward signal the having a range rover and a canada goose jacket or whatever it else that you're like one of the elite people right so that's so all the executives at your company they're all going to be into this it's you know that that's what they're so
3: counterproductive
4: yeah but the type of people like that don't care about that Oh, it's so... Especially if it's like an exploding business. I mean, if you're like the local car wash, you're not going to be doing that. Right. Or if you're you know, running a machine shop, you're not going to be doing that. Or if you're a big corporation that's struggling financially, you're not going to do that because you're focused on other stuff. But at these super big companies, whether that's in Silicon Valley, whether that's in New York City, at these like huge thriving companies where they have a ton of money and they, I mean, they consider this like an employee service, basically. Like, this is part of how the company spends their money. Right? Just like they have snacks in the break room and like a fancy christmas party they also have like a big diversity initiative this is part of what they do and it's partly to attract employees who go to these elite schools and are part of this social class but it's also to um oh my god but it's also to show what oh my god what
3: it's everywhere D- donna morris executive vice president chief people officer of walmart inc
4: of course it's everywhere
3: it's incredible it's
4: of course it's everywhere it's all over the place all these companies have it and it's funny because there was a thing like there was like a TikTok that went kind of viral where this girl was saying like oh if i see like pronouns on your resume then i'm gonna assume that you're a pain in the butt and like i'm not gonna hire you because you're gonna be more likely to sue you're gonna cause problems in the office all this stuff and all these people were like yeah like nobody wants it but like Those people are running the companies. So, for like most of the companies. And there was like a big thing during um, even like the 2020 presidential election where people were like saying that, you know, Trump voters are actually rich and they are the elites and all this stuff. And that's like partially true. A lot of Trump voters are. Wealthy, but it's like a different type of wealthy. It tends to be like the small business owners.
3: Car dealerships. Right. Um, yes.
4: Right. And and it's not these like executives at these big companies. It's a completely different culture. And those types of companies are completely populated with people like that. It's like with the schools. DeSantis can make the anti wokeness bills, but you can't control like if all the people that you have in the school building are animated by the ideology, then you can make all the laws that you want. That ideology is still going to seep into everything. Don is responsible
3: same, for promoting diversity and inclusion.
4: It's the same at all these at all these big companies. Like when the company is populated by people who are into this, like it's going to be everywhere, and it it's not. Um, it doesn't seem to be resolved by a desire of the companies to be productive unless you're in a company that is in financial trouble or unless you're in a company that you know is small time enough your margins are low enough but like it the the big companies that are rolling in money they're all like that 100 percent across the board you know even ones that you would think like the owners would be more um you know the owners would be more like say Home Depot right they get a lot of flack because the people that own it tend to donate Republican right but compared to Lowe's or I think like the L.L. Bean family tends to be conservative I'm sure those companies also have robust diversity departments right um
3: Colleen Claudine Naughton chief people officer of Blizzard Activision HR exec total pay four million two hundred ninety grand a year Alan May, Chief People Officer, Hewlett Packard, made four million a year. This is incredible to me. Trey Skeens, who is the tre- Chief Transformation and People Officer right. of Yum Brands, made three point nine million. This is remarkable.
4: I can't believe you're surprised by this. This is everywhere. This is like every company. Nikki
3: Cruz Namurthy, Senior Vice President and Chief People Officer, made $3.8 million for Uber.
4: Yeah. Every big company that's rolling oh more money, they're all like this.
3: Appellus Pharmaceuticals, Lucia Salona, Chief People Officer, three point seven mil. Holy God.
4: I don't... Understand, I, I yeah,
3: just—I th- we had human resource managers when I was uh, working. Oh, uh, you know what? Let me just see. <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey.
4: I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Didn't people. you say you have a training to do this week?
3: I have. I'm late on a bunch of trainings. It's not working. The the uh, the page for me. Okay, let's see. Maybe we don't have a chief people officer. Okay, there's David Field. He's the heavy chief accounting mm-hmm. officer, chief digital. They might be
4: in too much financial trouble to <laughs> to have, have, have a to chief at- people officer. I mean, because that's what I'm saying is like I I think companies that are in trouble and cutting costs, this stuff does go. There were ah, some complaints and. You know, even the tech industry has been laying off like crazy, right? There's been some complaints that the diversity people have like been one of the casualties of all the tech business layoffs. So, you know, it, it does end up on the chopping block, these initiatives, but there's a lot of companies that are doing really well.
3: You know, you who know? doesn't have We're- one is chief HR officer is Penn National Barstool. There we go. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe she... I'm sure for... I'm sure by the time they get done dealing with the state of Massachusetts, they'll have one. It's going to be... Uh, Portnoy's going to be the chief people officer of... Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> goodness. All right, Albie. All right. All right. I love it. By the way, let me just say something to you that, that, that um, may ring hollow to you. Yeah. Maybe not. But I love having a beautiful chicken house.
4: Thank you. That's nice. It's
3: really great. Thank I really, you. It's, it's one of the things that I always wanted, and I really appreciate that. Um, two, can you introduce the Burn Barrel family to my new friend, Ryan? Sure. Um... This guy, this is a letter written by a gentleman named Ryan and it might be the most fantastic, brilliant thing. There are not words enough for the standing ovation that this gentleman should get.
4: Yeah, so uh, two days ago, Ryan uh, had tweeted out that he was having to write one of those emails to his family. And then he revealed what he meant by that the next day. Yesterday, he wrote my letter sent with Prideful power. And this email is entitled On the Importance of Family. His name's Ryan Short. He works for Nordstrom, which I didn't like dox him. That's like available. There is profile. a chance
3: that he is the chief people officer.
4: I think he works in marketing, but okay. anyway. um He writes On the importance of family. Hi, family.
3: Let's- this is to a bunch of members of his family.
4: Apparently. This
3: yes. is the letter that he sent. He's got the blacked, blacked out area to all the recipients.
4: Last night, on a phone call with Dad, he commented that he was a Republican. I asked, even after the Republicans are trying to recriminalize homosexuality across the USA? (laughs) Yes, he said. (laughs) What conversation did not go that way? Well, right. (laughs) Yeah, I love that they're trying to recriminalize homosexuality across the USA. But whatever.
3: Let me tell you, the highlight of Ryan's dad's day was not that phone call.
4: Um so then Ryan continues on As such it is now necessary for a family email in caps so that expectations are set to everyone regardless of voting affiliation Hear me clearly
3: you cannot vote for the GOP So this has become by the way this has become an unscrolled proclamation
4: <laughs> Hear ye hear yes, ye Yes exactly
3: <laughs> start with as such please
4: as such it is now necessary for a family email so that expectations are set to everyone regardless of voting affiliation it doesn't seem regardless of voting affiliation it seems very much regarding voting affiliation hear me clearly you cannot vote for the gop and continue to have a relationship with me no exceptions i am inviting no dialogue And I have no interest in nuance.
3: (laughs) He's inviting no dialogue. None. This is a one-way communication.
4: (laughs) Attacks in the USA by conservatives and literal Nazis against LGBTQ plus communities are growing in legislative bodies, online and in public spaces. Texas leads the charge heartbreakingly. Source, ACLU.com.
3: Which is wonderful, obviously.
4: Because the ACLU is at ACLU.org. Was
3: was the Southern Poverty Law Center dot (laughs) TV not also cited?
4: Apparently. You may be thinking, but Ryan, why are you disrupting the family over political disagreements? First of all,
3: (laughs) the self-importance already of this guy... Reading his proclamation uh, in the same tenor of uh, these are the t- times that try men's souls, this is this is a a line in the sand. This is the gavel is thrown here. The shot the gauntlet the, is thrown. Gauntlet is thrown. Sorry, the shot. The gavel. The gavel is. What does the gavel, the gavel do?
4: You guess.
3: Banged. He, whatever. A gavel, yeah. This is this is this is a shot across the bow to the family. This is a more a, a moment of
4: He said by the way later that he had a great response to this high
3: import a very high import. While by the way <laughs> he's making a, a, a an airtight case for why people like his father will no longer be included in his life.
4: Right. Source in, ACLU.com.
3: Exactly, which if you look at if you go to ACLU.com, ACLU they talk about how literal Nazis are trying to recriminalize homosexuality.
4: I don't even like see okay so cuz he just gives you aclu.com which redirects to aclu.org but um he doesn't give you like where to go on here to find the information.
3: But I have a question for you else. If if he I have a question for you before we go. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I oh no I don't assume I know he went to college.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. Don't
3: they they teach critical thinking in college? Right? No.
4: Lots of every idiot graduates from college.
3: If I was making a,
4: if you don't have it from your parents, it, and you're screwed.
3: If I was making an argument mm-hmm. in favor of gun rights, right? I would not cite and say. NRA.org. Uh, right, exactly. So, uh, why doesn't he know to do this? <laughs> why doesn't he know that it's not credible that he cites a place? And by the way, well, why does he, leftists and why think does he that believe, their source are not neutral? I would also know neutral. that, that the, N- the NRA is a pro Second Amendment institution. It's also a pro gun propaganda institution. They're yeah. in the guns are good business. So, if. I would always take whatever I read there with a grain of salt. These are the gun people, you know. Of course, I've got no problem with them, but they're the gun people. So, I mean, right? If you want
4: to know, like, there is no more case for the other side. You would look for that.
3: Well, right, and also, there's no. I wouldn't say, "Hey, guys, think about my rights and my liberties," you know. The definitive only one-stop place to shop for those is the American Civil Liberties Union. It's all in the name. I wouldn't say, you can't debate guns with me. I get my information from the National Rifle Association. End of story. End of discussion. What is wrong with these people? By the way, this guy has a nose ring, not shocked, and a mustache, absolutely not shocked.
4: Um, Yeah, and his profile... says at the top of it uh, his pinned tweet is my goal this year is to be a hot dumb slut so I mean just to let you know where he's where he's at
3: as such
4: (laughs) you may be thinking but Ryan why are you disrupting the family over political disagreements why the division
3: What are they going to do this Thanksgiving without the hot, dumb slut to to, uh, lecture them for the entire meal?
4: Politics is arguing over the tax bracket margins, solving farmer subsidy shortages, addressing corporately supported poisoning of people, or debating the value of urban bike lanes. The safety and peace of me, my husband, and my community is baseline, non-negotiable, and unrelated to politics. Which is funny because... The stuff that he's saying is like important baseline rights that are being hauled back. And we've talked about this, like with Biden, are things that literally nobody believed were negotiable in the other direction up until like 30 years ago. Right. They're completely newly invented things in the last couple decades. So, like, don't tell me it's not politics because politics completely changed this issue. But it's just, you know, that's what they do is they win their political fight and then it becomes non-negotiable. Like Roe v. Wade. We got Roe v. Wade. Now this is a non-negotiable. We're just talking about women's basic rights. Like
3: 50 years of precedent.
4: Yeah, you can't... Their stuff is never reversible. Their right. stuff only goes one direction. But that's in the name. It's but progressive. It, all, same, it only goes the one same way. At time... Nothing they do is ever time, politics or no negotiable. There's no literal
3: Nazis doing anything and nobody's trying to really criminalize homosexuality.
4: No, not at all.
3: Nothing is happening. But
4: DeSantis said, "Don't say gay."
3: But the problem is, the same way he goes to the ACLU, uh, you know, as the final arbiter of truth, he'll go to MSNBC and notice that some Republican senator in Mississippi somewhere wants wants to make being gay illegal again, and that means that state legislatures are trying to make g- being gay illegal again, and we're back to mm-hmm. pre-Stonewall days.
4: Right, and on the ACLU, it says a hundred bills attacking transgender people have been introduced in state legislatures. That, all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff can get introduced in state legislatures. But, but also, citizens can introduce people. bills in state legislatures. First of all,
3: attacking transgender people, at trying to pass a law so that a fifty-five-year-old obese, untalented man can't shake his ass in front of a four-year-old child, is not attacking anybody. Right. You know, there's a difference between attacking and defending. You know, having, taking umbrage with um, removing the healthy get- breasts of a 14-year-old girl is not radical. It's the only way to react in a civilization.
4: Well, yeah, and nobody would have argued with that up until extremely recently. Right. That would have been a totally normal yes. standard to have, was like if people want to cut their healthy breasts off, like at least let them wait till they're an adult to make a decision like that.
3: Right. And it's not the, it doesn't mean that literal Nazis are out there. Actually, it it's actually, literal Nazis are the only other group of organized people that I can think um, would probably be okay for the sake of experimentation to do that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Right. <sighs> uh, then he writes But most importantly this is our family To vote GOP is to divide the family I've been out the longest But Jessica is one half of an amazing Lesbian parenting duo And Joe is a badass bisexual And figurehead in her neighborhood That's half the siblings just there And statistical probabilities are high That at least one of the grandkids are queer like us And in our two deceased and add in our two deceased gay uncles, an abfab sequined grandpa, uh, Cecil, Cecil's bestie, Melissa, Ma's hairdresser, Michael, and more. It becomes clear that defending poor clear- Michael's like, I'm just effeminate,
3: I'm not actually uh, okay. <laughs> i'm getting a lot of emails I'm just
4: your mom's hairdresser yeah, i'm I not really, really want, in your family
3: didn't want any part of this so you it know becomes, i haven't come out probably, yet i don't feel comfortable he with. probably
4: like votes trump or something yeah. it becomes clear that defending queer and trans rights is necessary to defend our very family itself did you know that sam and i have an escape plan in the event of genocide in the usa truly we watch Florida and Tennessee and Texas and we know our nineteen thirties histories. We have selected a No kid- you don't. <laughs> uh maybe they should start with like the Weimar Republic and see how that looks. Uh if your gay brothers were alive today, they'd agree a hundred percent Oh sorry, I skipped a part by the way,
3: a, a genocide is not
4: killing gay people.
3: Right. It's it's uh ethnic.
4: It, yeah. We have selected a Canadian city to flee to, discussed employment strategies and other administrative topics. Parents, I bet you have they y'all have. ever discussed fleeing your homeland with your spouse? I'm guessing not. How fortunate you are. Uh, Did you say parents? Yeah. Richard and Bonnie, I speak to you directly now. You can be stubborn on this issue or you can choose to support the family. The choice is yours. If your gay brothers were alive today, they'd agree 100% with my point of view. So the question posed is a yes-no one. Will you commit to not voting for the GOP ever again? All across the country, my trans and queer friends are hosting these same awful conversations with their families. No longer will we allow poisons to flow unopposed. Our love is massive. Richard and
3: Bonnie are laughing (laughs) their asses off right now saying, please let this loser go to Canada. But it's not without
4: conditions. Your unwavering support of LGBTQ plus peace is required. Love you. Right. Plus,
3: the LGBTQ plus. So all of the other constituency groups and anybody all else that we come others, up with next exactly, year, exactly, exactly. And you know, in in two years, it maybe um, uh, minor attracted persons might be in the plus. Right. So they have to write off right now a waiver saying yes, we're going to let everybody in. Everybody, and we support everything that everybody here does, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Every part of it, including the removal of, of breasts, and we're all for it, mm-hmm. or else Ryan goes to Canada and to escape the genocide.
4: Right. Now he writes, update, 100% family agreement. Hold folks accountable, especially the ones you love, and do it with the passion you'd have preventing a drunkard from driving. It's a public health and safety issue.
3: Well, hold on one second. 100% family agreement? You mean yeah. like dad said?
4: Yeah. So Business Insider is now reporting. Um, I spoke to C.R. Short, uh, that's him, 81, and his dad about this viral ultimatum letter. The result, his dad left his local Republican club today.
3: Oh, my God. You complete pussy. You, had to, you were this close to getting rid of your dickhead son. Oh, you had the chance of a lifetime. Imagine somebody gives you an out like that. Ultimatum, sayonara, uh, abiento, loser.
4: Oh, I don't my know goodness. how to turn on. I can't look at Business Insider because this has an ad blocker, and I don't know how to turn it off.
3: It's up in the right-hand corner. It's a it's a little piece of a puzzle. No, it's no, it's not. It's something different. Oh, it's
4: Apple. Disable. Disable. I'm looking for it.
3: Alice is mad at the Mac.
4: Um, I you don't look know how to do Mac, it. I don't know how to do it on here. I don't know. I have a lot of What's questions and concerns. His Twitter handle is crshort81, and he links to the Business Insider article. So I can't get to that, but because of the Mac, so it's too, it's too, it's blocking the ads too well. I'm not allowed to see the article now.
3: Give me another keyword so I can find him.
4: That's his handle. What's the keyword? LGBT. Just do at CR Short 81. I don't On Twitter you mean? Yeah.
3: Well, I was just trying to go to the Business Insider article.
4: His name is Ryan Short.
3: Okay. Ryan. The
4: article's called, um, A Gay Man's Mass Email Went Viral. Telling his family to stop voting for Republicans. Yeah.
3: I have it in Business Insider. Okay. God. Gay man's email to his family asking them to stop voting for Republicans when went viral this week. The email ultimately changed his dad's mind. Oh, Mr. Short, <laughs> you had this kid gone finally. <laughs> we were just having one of our random catch-ups, and he casually said, I'm still Republican, Short told insider. Short asked if he still supported the party despite the recent rhetoric against LGBTQ people. His dad said yes. Comment prompted Short to pen an email. He penned it. On Wednesday, to dozens of family members, asking them to stop voting for the GOP to support him and his other queer family members, yada yada yada. Being 42 years old, self-described middle-aged, Short said he didn't want to waste any more time on things that aren't bringing light to my life. The safety and peace of me, my husband, and my community is baseline, non-negotiable, and unrelated to politics. Short wrote, "To vote for the GOP is divide family." He said, he told Insider, "The letter was a boundary, not a persuasion." It was not intended to persuade anyone. Ooh, I'm scared I'm going to lose my pain in the ass, freaking Cousin Ryan. (laughs) Oh, my God. What an a-hole this kid is.
4: Plus, you know, like, people, his family will say, like, yeah, honey, I'm never going to vote Republican again, sure. But, like, they're going to do what they want at the end of the day, too. You don't go from being a lifelong Republican to doing the I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the whole thing is stupid anyway. But this stuff like has real consequences. You know, the fact that they like are telling people that literal Nazis are like trying to kill trans people and stuff, you know, or like they they're throwing around words like genocide. Like they said that about Michael Knowles at CPAC because he said transgenderism should be re- eradicated from society. Transgenderism being the ideology that suggests that you can be quote, like, born in the wrong body and you're actually the other sex, right? So, but the best example of this recently is this Charlie Kirk oh, can thing.
3: You, uh, can I, I just want to read one more thing that just shows what a POS Char- Ryan is first. Okay. Well, very quickly the end of the Business Insider article says, not only did Richard Short agree to never vote Republican again, but he also resigned from the Republican club he belongs to in Collin County, Texas, he told Insider Thursday, I was so worried that I had lost my son, Richard Short said. <laughs> What a piece of crap that kid is, Ryan Short. Ryan Short, you suck. Feed yourself into a tree shredder, you piece of crap. In Canada.
4: (laughs) So, um, but once again, like, all this stuff where they're like, oh, DeSantis made a bill to not say gay and they're criminalizing homosexuality and they're outlawing gay people and there's going to be a genocide and, you know, all this stuff. They're saying this stuff and it actually has real world impact. So there was this, um, you know, Charlie Kirk event at UC Davis. And there was like all this protesting and it got like kind of out of hand. And I mean, there's videos of it online. I, you know, we didn't get that into it because there's like one of these a minute with protesters at things, but you know, they were like busting down doors, these protesters uh, to attack Charlie Kirk. And the reason they were coming after and attacking Charlie Kirk was because there was a big article in the Sacramento Bee saying that Charlie Kirk has called for the lynching of trans people, a comment that should warrant a cancellation of his speaking engagement at UC Davis. And, the article is called "Another Fascist Speaker Is Coming to UC Davis: How Should the Community Respond?" So now they've deleted all this, including the entire article. Um, but this is the the correction that they issued. An earlier version of this column included a statement that Charlie Kirk had called for the lynching of trans people. The basis for this accusation is a video clip in which Kirk was upset that a trans woman had won an NCAA swimming championship. In the clip, Kirk said that instead of letting the woman compete, someone should have took care of it the way we used to take care of things in the 1950s and 60s. Some trans advocates on social media extrapolated from Kirk's comments that he called for trans people to be lynched, ah, an accusation that's what he <laughs> that the that. But a review of the video shows that Kirk never advocated for trans people to be lynched. In fact, he strongly denies it's ac- the accusation. These notes have been added to the column. The B regrets its comments and we apologize for any misunderstandings this earlier version may
1: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We have cost.
4: And the reporter put that claim in there. And, you know, and that's never going to see the light of day with the people that are going around saying Charlie Kirk wants to lynch trans people. And like Charlie Kirk's not even that big a social conservative. You know, he's like, all he's not like that. He's not Matt Walsh or Michael Knowles even. But like, they just make stuff up. Oh, trans genocide. Oh, lynching trans people. No one's lynching trans people. It's not a thing. Like, you guys are the ones threatening to kill yourselves every three seconds unless everybody does exactly what you say as you attempt to tell us that you're not mentally ill at all. It's just, but that's like where we are and you know where Dylan Mulvaney is out here acting like whatever and it being celebrated and all this stuff and you know people are acting like people are acting like there's seriously like some threat out there to trans people trans people have never been more celebrated and upheld and absolutely affirmed by everybody ever
0: normalize the bulge we are normalizing the bulge Women can have bulges, and that's okay.
4: We're not gonna stare at their Mulvaney, by the way.
0: while they're wearing their little shopping shorts
4: at the mall. Oh, thank you, love you. We're normalizing the bulge.
3: What a time!
4: I know, and I mean, like. Dylan Mulvaney's now probably like a millionaire or whatever oh, yeah. for, for all this nonsense. Like, and you're going to sit here and tell me that like trans people are being so persecuted, the coming genocide? Like, oh, please spare me. And it has real consequences because they're like, they're going after, you know, conservatives for saying stuff that they're absolutely not saying. <sighs>
0: I need a palate cleanse, Alice. You need a palate uh, cleanse. There's a, there's a, uh, in the, one of the themes of the show is that her character, uh, Selena Meyer, is frustrated by the sometimes vague duties of the role. Like it's a, it's a high constitutional office, but it's not prescribed so much about what you're supposed to be doing. Is, is, does that ring true? Like what does, what is the actual role on a daily basis as you have found it?
2: Well, I have the great privilege of serving with. Joe Biden, who was president of the United States. Right. 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 Exactly right. Is that an applause line?
3: Did they have to hit the applause line?
4: They're still so excited that he's president.
0: For that? Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly right. What? And and was vice president, right? Does that affect
0: so- it? Does, does he understand what it's he like does. to be a vice president? He
2: does. And he is... He really is a true partner and he understands the job. And remember, we came in during the height of the pandemic. And so so much of the work was about, okay, we've got to cover a lot of bases and let's figure out how between us we can do it. But he is um, an extraordinary leader. And I wish that people could see what I see, because uh, there's only one person who sits behind that resolute desk. And the decisions that that person has to make are the decisions that nobody else in the country can make. And he's an extraordinary leader. So your job is what? Really? We still really? don't know. We still don't
4: know.
0: That's an excellent, that's an excellent answer. And the, uh, the question was, what is the job of the vice Thank president? You. <laughs> and you're <laughs> is part of the job, I'm guessing. Well,
2: you know, my job is to do. I mean, for example, I'll tell you. Um, I was recently in Munich at the Munich Security Conference, yes. and um, and the job there was to stand up. and As you know, most of my career, I spent as a prosecutor, and I declared that um, we, the United States of America, believe that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. Yes. You did. Oh. Ooh, ooh. What Play. is the significance?
3: What a low bar people have set. Talk about like a a soft misogyny. Oh, that's great. That's great. Slay queen. Guys, let her get a basket. Let her get a basket. There you go. Zach sent me a message today because of uh, Ryan. Okay. On Twitter, his name is
4: Zach.
3: Hi, Tom. I love your show. I listen all day at work. Today, 316, you read an email from a Ryan to his family. I'd like to offer a rebuttal to what he says. I'd love to call, but due to my work, I may get in trouble for calling in while on shift. You're more than welcome to read this on your show if you so wish. However, I'd like to remain anonymous. Well, I said your first name, but it's not. I mean, it's Jack. It's nothing that I said. All right, sorry, honey.
4: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you gotta get
3: a new job. <laughs> But here goes, I'm a 26-year-old gay male living in a very conservative area of Connecticut. I am relatively conservative myself, or at least that's what I am called when I offer any opinions that go against any of the narratives that the left bring. I work in, I'll just say law enforcement, uh, this is, by the way, this is, I've used a fake name, it's not really that name, so
4: don't go after him. okay.
3: I work in law enforcement, a primarily conservative field. I don't scream that I am gay, but if someone were to ask, I have no problem saying so. I also have never faced anything but support from colleagues, family, and friends who are all conservative. The most hate I've ever faced are from leftists who, due to my sexuality, call me horrendous things like gay Uncle Tom, a moron who votes against his own interests, uneducated hick, and far worse, even the F word, which I believe is the... Yeah. One rhymes with maggot. These include people who are in the so-called LGBT community. That's the hardest part for me to grasp, is that these people are actively hurting what they're trying to accomplish. Ryan has lived, in my opinion, with with far more privilege than many people if he has the time to go after his family and friends over who they vote for. Does this ring a a fascism bell? Conservatives don't care how you live. They just don't want one person's rights to supersede anyone else's. This is a brainwashing that starts early, and in my opinion, why they are pushing all of this LGBT nonsense on young children who are in their most formative years. It's disgusting, and while I am not ashamed of who I love, I am ashamed to be lumped in with the LGBT community as they do not represent me. They don't speak for me, and they don't support me. I'm. They don't support me because, quote, I'm just an idiot. Um... So there you go. Yeah, and I get the feeling the person who we're not going to name, um, this guy guy Z, I'll call him. Hmm. Um, and thanks, uh, Zach, for that uh, for that message. I get the feeling that that's probably typical representation of where normal people, gay or straight, are.
4: Yeah, I would think so. I think most normal people regardless of who they fall in love with are, you know, tend to think that like the drag queens around kids is a bit m- much. I mean, I-, I think at least most normal people used to think that relatively not long ago, right? Did- wasn't that a fairly typical human position was that drag queens don't belong around children?
3: Uh yeah, it used to be a thing. It's, f- it's f- <laughs> That, ah. yeah
4: so um i want to talk about this ronda Santos article quickly and then i want to play a little game oh, with oh nice um
3: Ooh. this is a game where no if, oh, okay
4: um what do you think i was gonna say <laughs> if it was a stripping game yeah really that's <laughs> i know you oh. um so if you want to know how uh the media and the left is feeling about Ron DeSantis, they're already in full, like propping up Trump and attacking DeSantis mode. So The Daily Beast, for example, uh ran this whole piece today about how he's socially awkward and the can't camp- they it's called the GOP campaign trail is already getting DeSantis proofed. And then the subhead is Ron Demand As he explores a run for president, the demanding Florida governor is already coming across as a nightmare in the early primary states. They just hope if they repeat stuff enough, they can make it true. They say he keeps to himself, that he doesn't like, you know, shaking hands with people or being around normal human beings, which I've never seen any actual evidence of this. So the the evidence that they offer for the fact that he's antisocial is that, um, During a donor retreat, one attendee stood up and called him to Satan. Right. Which, I don't see how that means he's antisocial. And at a recent book tour stop in Davenport, Iowa, a volunteer English teacher and seasoned caucus enthusiast posed for a photo alongside the governor with the term fascist carved out within her design of a paper snowflake. Ooh, got him. Somebody called, an English teacher called him a fascist. Like, I mean, I don't, what's the point? But, um... But the early pri- he's so well known that the early primary state players are working to DeSantis-proof their events in order to attract the flinty would-be candidate in his tight-knit team. Um, they're saying that he has a, the least responsive campaign they've ever dealt with. I mean, of course, he's not officially even running yet. So right. when they say they're dealing with his campaign, they're, you know... Um, they're they're dealing with whoever his political people are. He has some like campaign stuff and packs that can be transferred into federal a federal campaign at some point, but they're not yet. Um so during his Iowa swing, DeSantis's apparent use of bike racks to create space between himself and a crowd didn't go unnoticed. So like what's the point they think he tried to put bike racks in between himself and a crowd of people? Like it's <laughs> I mean like the whole thing is, is
3: hilarious. It's the whole thing is hilarious. Right. It's all these knick-knack um, you, you know, a bubblegum observations and uh, if, mm-hmm. you know th-
4: One GOP strategist who has no horse in the 2024 race compared to Santos's approach to that of his potential general election opponent, Biden, arguing the governor has embraced a Tallahassee basement strategy mirroring that of Biden in 2020 where he hides from the press and real voters. Seems to me he's on TV and in the media and in the newspapers and out with people a lot and it seems to me that he's doing a lot of governing of his state a lot of the time. No.
3: You know he's he has not been he has not been on he's selective in who he talks to. So he is not he is more uh close to the vest on that. But then again he hasn't announced yet. But like I mean, you know, I've pitched him a whole bunch of times. I get nothing. But even me, you know. So
4: Yeah, so, but several former staffers for the governor told the Daily Beast almost everything he does is scripted. Obviously, former staffers. Which, coupled with an aversion to small talk, general pleasantries, and unplanned interactions with the public make him difficult to manage ahead of events.
3: <laughs>
4: uh, he has limited off-the-cuff interactions, um, etc. And this is, they say that, Uh, He has uh, poor social skills, particularly his propensity to devour food during meetings. He would sit in meetings and eat in front of people, a former DeSantis staffer told the Daily Beast. Yeah, but sometimes when you're the boss of the meeting and you have stuff to do, you can eat in the meeting. Right. And people have to deal with it because you're the freaking governor of the state or whatever it is that you are. Right. Like sometimes the CEO is rushing around doing a lot of stuff and they eat in the meeting.
3: Yeah, it happens all the time.
4: And the other people suck it up. I'm just
3: an eating-meeting hater, but but it happens all the time.
4: He would sit in meetings and eat in front of people, a former DeSantis staffer told the Daily Beast, always like a starving animal who has never eaten before, getting stuff everywhere. Enshrined in DeSantis lore is an episode from four years ago. Enshrined in DeSantis lore, meaning somebody just freaking made it up. Right. During a private plane trip from Tallahassee to Washington, D.C. in March of 2019, DeSantis enjoyed a chocolate pudding dessert by eating it with three of his fingers, according to two sources familiar oh. with the incident. A representative for DeSantis' political team did not return a request for comment on it. Can you imagine that freaking yes. email? Um, so can you let us know how many fingers he used to eat his chocolate pudding on his plane ride no, from Dallas
3: to DC? If it was in 2019? just chocolate pudding, they would have said that, Alice.
4: What do you mean just chocolate pudding?
3: If it was just chocolate pudding, they would have said it was just chocolate. Do so you pudding. think he
4: was like eating a cook scooping it with a cookie or something?
3: I think that it wasn't there's more impact if you just say chocolate pudding. So they would have gone with that as the copy.
4: It says he ate a chocolate pudding dessert. Correct.
3: But it was a chocolate pudding dessert, which means there was a little bit more... It was something else happening. It was like a like a tiny pie or something happened. whatever, happening. Not that I care either way, but they would have gone with pudding for effect if they knew they wouldn't be immediately uh, shot Well, right. Down.
4: And the... I mean... Just the imagery it creates of him, like scooping chocolate pudding yeah. out of a pudding cup with his hand, is like. <laughs> this
3: is it, it's not a good sign for Democrats. That this is what they've got so
4: far. <laughs> and the big scandal of the Desantis campaign is that he ate chocolate pudding, which we don't even know if he did. First of all, and second of all, like if he did, so what? Like it's the Amy Klobuchar fork Amy thing again.
3: Pudding. Well, that was a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> What's a hot with sauce? With a comb, house?
4: rather. Wait, we didn't play our game. Oh, I want to play the game. So, um, this is a game. This is a fun activity that comes from a DEI training that a department took. So, this is you can do some like mental prep for your company's DEI training when so okay. you have to do these. The twelve persons lifted, listed below have been selected as passengers on a spaceship for a flight to another planet because tomorrow the planet Earth is doomed for destruction due to space limitations. It has now been determined that only eight. Of the 12 persons may go. Any eight qualify. Your task is to select the eight passengers who will make the trip. Okay? So, eight out of 12 get to go. Are you ready to decide? You hold their lives and deaths in your hands.
3: All right, all right.
4: An accountant with a substance abuse problem.
3: Mm. God. Do I know anything more about them? That's it? Only what it gives
4: us. You want to wait to hear a few more before you make any?
3: Yes, yes. I need to pass
4: A militant African-American medical student. Stays,
3: lives. (laughs) Survives.
4: A 33-year-old female Native American manager who does not speak English.
3: I'm there. Lives.
4: The accountant's pregnant wife.
3: Oh, pass.
4: Although it didn't say the accountant. These could be lesbian accountants. We don't want to assume the accountant is like a white man or something. Okay. A famous novelist with a physical disability. Lives. A 21-year-old female Muslim international student.
3: Absolutely sits in first class.
4: (laughs) A Hispanic clergyman who is against homosexuality.
3: dies. guys.
4: (laughs) Do you want to know? I wish they would tell you if he's like white Hispanic or like Afro Latin. Ten or whatever.
3: She's white Hispanic because she's against homosexuality. It
4: says clergyman. That has to be men, doesn't it?
3: Well, I'm not sure.
4: I don't know. A female movie star who was recently the victim of a sexual assault.
3: Ooh. Lives.
4: A racist armed police officer who's been accused of using excessive force.
3: Is waterboarded, tortured, <laughs> lynched, burned alive. And then ejected from uh, the spaceship, it dies brutally, rightfully so.
4: A gay male professional athlete, vegetarian. An Asian orphaned 12 year old boy.
3: Excellent, lives.
4: A 60 year old Jewish university administrator. That's a tough one. How old? 60. Jewish university administrator.
3: No, because where are we? Where are we on Zion? Jewish
4: people are white, right?
3: Right, and it could okay. be a Zionist, and they're essentially enslaving the Palestinians. Right, I guess so. Yeah. So, so I, I think
4: got to die.
3: So that you got left?
4: rid of the racist police officer. Yeah, obviously, the Hispanic clergyman.
3: Obviously racist.
4: The sixty-year-old Jewish university right. administrator. You got to get rid of one more. Um, so
3: it can do with so- the pregnant wife of the accountant or the accountant. Mm-hmm. Who's got a drug problem? Yeah. I'm going to assume oh, the pregnant wife of the accountant. Well, that means she's a breeder, but she could be doing it for like Pete and Chaston. So the accountant's got to go. Okay, nothing personal. Guys.
5: <laughs> okay,
4: good work. I'm sure you pass the diversity. I training. like the game no. though. It seems like- fun. <laughs> seems like a fun way to spend time at your company and not at all uh, division creating. In your I, job to like have to end. do that together. Anyway, um, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is a delicious hot sauce. It has heat and flavor, both flavored with sea salt for lower sodium. You can even have it on a Weekend 180. And You then- know what
3: else? I consider you the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Wife.
4: Thank you. And uh you can, they even donate 5% of the proceeds to the fallen fighter fighters foundation. So you can feel good in every way about getting Chelsea fire, wicked hot sauce. You can find it at market basket, big Y Chelsea fire, hot com.
5: Ready? Ready. So uh here's a bombshell, big bombshell. You know, oh. uh, my, uh, a gal pal Cody, we bet on the super bowl and all that jazz. I, I mentioned it uh, a while back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she, she, uh, uh, tells me that she does uh, shoots content like adult themed content what? and uh, she's mulling over wow. and she asked me if I wanted to shoot some with her so oh my God. I like uh, each of uh, your advice um, Tom, Alice
4: I'm not really okay. for shooting adult content I think you know this Justin but that's that's my opinion I don't know Tom where are you should Justin shoot some adult content with Cody
3: Uh, one is she hot two are you getting compensated three uh, what's the what's the return on this I mean is it what's the risk reward is this is content Justin are you outfitted to be shooting content in a way that's going to be beneficial for you or is it simply going to destroy any chance you have of anything ever so I wouldn't shut it down, but I would need more information. Obviously, if she's... If, first of all, okay, this is what I would say. If if I was your age, Justin... If I was your age, before I met Allison, fell in love, and have a lovely family, et cetera, when I was just a old, a young, feral young man, I would have probably... That's tough, because we didn't have the, really the internet, but i would I was highly pathetic so I probably would have done anything any woman asked me to if she was attractive almost anything almost anything
5: hmm.
3: so
4: well you didn't have the internet but like would you have made a sex tape they had that back then
3: made it, no I wanted to. wretched like <laughs> naked. there's nothing good I lose everywhere there's nothing okay. it's only bad shots of me if I'm in it
4: Okay, but maybe when you were like 20. Don't
3: do don't strongly disagree or anything else.
4: Maybe when you were like Jeez. 20.
3: What do you mean? Compared to now? <laughs> so you're saying you agree with me now?
4: <laughs> well, I mean pre-Awaken 180. Oh, okay. It's different now. I, Justin,
3: Obviously. I'm going to need more information okay. from you, including a headshot. Not of you, but of her.
0: Hi, Alice. It's Steve from Aramat. Hi, Steve. I thought it was so funny today when Tom didn't know what snow blowing was, but you did. You were very quick to answer. Remember when we were freshmen at Tufts and the uh, yacht buddy from Lexington needed a little fix? Is that true? Oh, I would get the message that said, Stevie, you bring the snow. I'll bring the.
4: Is that true? No. How much
0: blow did you do at
3: Tufts, Alice?
4: I've never done cocaine. True. (laughs) I don't know. That was
3: a very interesting parsing of that question. That was a very interesting parsing of that question, and I have no further questions about that. Jesus,
0: Alice. Hi. Steve from Aramak. I really want to compliment you two on the quality of the Podcasts over the last couple days. Thank you. It's really something to listen to, a great Sonic experience. It's not like, you know, when Tom plays a sound cut, the sound cut is not pausing uh, erratically. That's and making true. I've noticed sounds. that too. Uh, it's also not like the two of you have really stepped up the step on game because yeah. you're talking over each other like more than ever. That's Alice. Of course, Alice is talking over you in between bouts of narcolepsy like the final <laughs> 15 minutes of uh, yesterday's correct.
5: podcast correct
0: but it, it's also not like there are uh you you you're stepping on Alice now with sound cuts Alice was in the middle of a sentence i believe in today's show and you started playing Bridge over troubled water <laughs> or some shit. And uh, when you're not doing that, Alice is talking and all of a sudden there are these blips of sound of God knows what you're doing. I- I mean, what are you, Dave Name? You can't master the drop game? Anyway, another satisfied customer. Thank
3: you. <laughs> that is not my fault. First of all, You're yes, so welcome, Steve. Alice, want to talk about bailing out yesterday? Two days ago? Was
4: that two days ago? I think so. Was it really? Yes.
3: God. you got to get our lives together. Alice was salty at me for reasons we won't discuss, but for reasons which I believe I made reparations.
4: Yes. You admitted you were wrong. And I took And action. corrected the behavior.
3: You see? Mm-hmm. Alice, I'm a chief people officer when yep. it comes to making sure that you're satisfied and happy. Thank you. I made Alice upset because, to be fair and honest... Any husband knows this. Any husband and any guy who's dealt with women, I uh, I was um, I was sharing copy that perhaps I should have let Alice vet.
4: Copy is words.
3: Not necessarily. Mm. It it means the product it, in no. in radio. It means it does. Yeah, it, it means. Mm. So uh, and in podcasting and social media, it means other things. So it there,
5: does. Oh, so,
3: that, so there you go. So mm-hmm. I'll I don't know I, you get, when we all hang out somewhere. I'll just tell you guys everything. You'll, you'll get it. You'll be cool.
5: I'm in beautiful, beautiful French Lick, Indiana, Ooh. the home of a uh, certain Lawrence Tribe Bird. He's going to talk about NBA star Larry Bird. Um,
4: I only know that because of KMS.
5: Really? Yeah.
4: <laughs> You should
5: know some stuff
4: <laughs> like that. It's not stuff that I know.
5: Uh, all the little shops, the casino. My brother, my, uh, one of my brothers, I've got three of them, uh, was like generally like didn't know that you get free drinks at the uh, casino, like soft drinks. Soft and drinks. He, he's a big coffee guy. So he got like four decaf coffees and he was just amazed that they were all free. Having a blast. Yeah that old mother
4: road
5: in the old mother road
4: sounds fun just i gotta
3: get back on the mother road that was Go a happier in. time glad, for me.
4: yeah get into that hi steve from era oh, all right steve. Steve.
1: i
0: just wanted to leave a message regarding the whole meg white controversy mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, i think what i'm gonna do is you know first of all i find her a perfectly serviceable drummer i love that band yeah And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't get what all the fuss is about. But I'm actually going to write an essay in response to that guy (laughs) about how, you know, extolling Meg White as the greatest drummer of all time. And I'm going to title it White Supremacy. (laughs) 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 Oh, I think it'll get published.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I've now found out, because I was reading about this this week, I have learned more about the White Stripes than I ever knew or was interested in knowing. For one thing, I always thought they were brother and sister. Oh, they're not? They're not, but they were pretending to be, which is why I thought that. They were married. No! Yes, and he took her name. Her name was Meg White, and he was Jack Gillis and took her name.
3: You are kidding me! But they
4: actually divorced in, like, 2000. They were only married for, like, four years, and they kept the band going until, like, 2007. They, like, still did stuff together until then. So anyway, he went out on social media and, like, defended her and said, like, she was great as a drummer. My sort of... As I'm seeing, like, everybody's takes on this and, like, all the music takes, it seems to me like the argument people are making is she was great in their band, and she's a great drummer, but she's not like one of these people, like um, who's the Who guy, um,
3: um, um uh, oh God,
4: who's like oh, whatever, who? No, we can't, we Moon? can't get over this. Keith Moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's like a, like a, talent, like a super talented, well, a technical. Man. Drummer. I did not like, love them,
3: but yeah. Well, but I a don't lot know. of fills
4: made me nervous. But like, Long I guess fills. I don't know anything about this yeah. or about drumming, but this is like my impression from reading people's, like, music people's takes on this as they're all arguing about it on Twitter is that she's not like some super technically gifted drummer who's like a drumming talent the way like Jimi Hendrix is a guitar talent. Right. right. That she's, she's a Like fine a Ringo drummer. or a
3: Charlie uh, Watts. Right.
4: right. That she's. A totally fine drummer and her level of drumming worked great in the band sure. and her style worked great in the band and who it was like there weren't brother and sister a great chemist- i can't believe this. i know who knew that right what else is
3: going on we have to talk later about yeah. the about the so, little Feather too
4: oh right um but yeah so i mean like i which it seems to me that that can both things can be true Yes. That somebody yeah. can And I don't understand why Jack White is having to weigh in on it to say that she's great. Like, why did this even reach this level? Because somebody on Twitter said she's a bad drummer. Like,
3: Well, why not? You can get into the news cycle by being chivalrous.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's, it just seems like insane behavior by everybody like that. I don't know. And who cares what people on Twitter... Like, if you're a Meg White, like, who cares what people on Twitter think about your drumming? Like... You're a freaking millionaire who can sit at home and enjoy all your money that you made from being a drummer in a great band, and like, who, like, and he's like, I'm so sorry. This must have really hurt Meg White. Like, anyway, I hope she's not bothered by it because I sure wouldn't be. But you know, Meg, enjoy your millions and don't worry what Lakeland Marquis says about you on Twitter. Um, anyway. You can say what you want about me on Twitter, I guess. And uh, that's at Burn Barrel Pod. You can also, if you uh, like us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash burn barrel. But if you don't, or if you're subtle cheap. a lash
3: out there, else. What? You can say what you like me about me on Twitter, I guess. What was that?
4: Yeah, you so, can. What's... How's some... that a lash out? I
3: sent a, little... I sent a little venom there.
4: It's not like venom. I don't know. I just like, I don't get how people like care that much. Like... Uh-oh. Okay. I don't get how people care that much Like on Meg White's behalf Can you imagine being on social media and be like Delete this, this is so hurtful Mm -hmm. To Meg White Like, I don't understand it Anyway um, Sorry uh, So if you don't like the show Or if you're just cheap, which is cool too I'm cheap, uh, then you can always find the show Free at (laughs) burnbarrelpodcast.com
5: I don't know what this is Happening (laughs) now
3: Jesus It makes them cheap if they're not paying for the show, Alice. They just have other things to buy. It's fine. Oh my goodness.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part?